eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, so today I have a very special episode. It's something that is very, very important and something that I haven't yet talked about on the podcast, at least not in depth. So I pulled on a very special guest. Her name is Ariel Green. She's absolutely amazing. She actually runs the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast and website And pretty much her platform she created to highlight, connect, and inspire black, brown, and indigenous women within the sustainability movement. So she has an amazing podcast with a lot of really awesome guests on it. And she also has like an Instagram account and a blog. So I linked all of her stuff in the show notes below. She is awesome. So definitely go give her a follow. Go check out her podcast and her blog and her social media. And on today's episode, we are talking about so many different important things that I haven't really made whole episodes about on the podcast yet. We are talking about intersectional environmentalism, how climate justice like is and is interconnected with racial justice, and just a lot of really, really good stuff when it comes to sustainability and specifically BIPOC, which if you're not sure what BIPOC is... It is an acronym that's referenced quite a few times in this episode, I think. So it stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. So if you really haven't heard of intersectionalism when it comes to sustainability or any of these topics, please listen to this episode because it is so important that it's addressed and spoken about and that more people know about everything that's spoken about in this episode. So without further ado, we will get started, but please make sure to click the links in the show notes and the episode description and go give Ariel a follow and a listen. Hi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Yay, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, I'm so excited too. Okay, just so just to start, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and your podcast? Yeah. So my name is Ariel Green. I'm the host of the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. I started that um, in 2019 or maybe no, actually it was 2020. I started the Instagram in 2019 after I had started on my like low waste environmentally conscious journey. And like during that journey, I found a lot of information online, but I didn't see a lot from people of color. And so I figured, you know, I'm not the only person of color who's interested in saving the planet, right? So I kind of went down a rabbit hole and found a bunch of other women of color who were, you know, making an impact in their own special way. And I wanted to make a platform to help like highlight and tell their stories. So that's how Sustainable Brown Girl was born. And, you know, I just like having women of color on the podcast to talk about what they're doing. Like I've had packaging engineers, uh, 
climate justice lawyers, um, small business owners, like all, it's like a variety of different people, but you know, it's all women of color. That's amazing. I love that so much. Yeah. Okay. So um, when it comes to environmentalism, I think something that's really important about it and like sustainability that for some reason, not a lot of people are talking about or even know about is like specifically intersectional environmentalism. What does intersectional environmentalism mean to you? So to me, intersectional environmentalism means making sure that all voices are heard um, when it comes to talking about the environment. So, so often um, people of color or voices of color are left out of the environmental discussion when in reality, people of color are going to be and are the first to be um, impacted by climate change. So to leave out those voices is really like an injustice to people of color. And um, so intersectional environmentalism just means making sure that everyone's included and everyone has a voice. Yes. And that's amazing. And it's like, it's so important. And to me, it's crazy that I don't know. I feel like I've followed so many people that talk about sustainability and climate change and all of that. And like, for some reason, I just started hearing about intersectional environmentalism like last year, I think, which is crazy because I I went to college and got my degree in environmental sustainability. And none of my professors even talked about this. It's like, wow, what the? it's, it's crazy. So I'm so glad that more voices are being amplified and it's like being brought to light because yeah, it's crazy that in the past, like BIPOC have been completely excluded from being heard about this topic, you know? Right. Especially since like indigenous communities are known for taking care of the planet, like, you know, especially in America, but I guess, you know, all over the world, Mm -hmm. they have been able to like keep, keep the planet or, you know, keep their areas more natural and to leave out those voices and all of that wisdom and stuff is a complete injustice. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, especially with how things are going in the U S lately and right now, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's so sad. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when a lot of people hear the term climate justice, I feel like they just think about like justice for the environment and like politics surrounding the environment. Um, But can we talk about like how climate justice and racial justice are so tied? Because, yeah, I feel like not a lot of people know about that and are talking about that, too. Right. I had a guest on um, last year. Her name's Raya Salter. She's a climate justice lawyer. And she said climate justice is racial justice. Mm -hmm. So like I said earlier, um, communities of color are and will be disproportionately affected by climate change. So since there are so many like environmental impacts on communities of color. So for example, I think it's 68% of black Americans live within 30 miles of a coal plant. So that's a huge source of carbon pollution. And as a result, Black children are 10 times more likely to die as a result of asthma complications compared to white children. So when we say climate justice is racial justice, because so many of these communities are in, 
you know, areas that just aren't healthy for you, you know, and then also those areas also have a big climate implications. Mm-hmm. So climate justice is racial justice, <laughs> which, you know, basically means you have to address both of them together because they're, you know, intertwined. Yeah, definitely. And again, I feel like this is something that when you learn about it, your eyes are immediately open. But until then, like, for some reason, nobody's talking about it. And it's like, why aren't more people concerned about this? Like, I feel like so many people are just so blind about it. And it's like, when will everybody wake up? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to keep, you know, keep the conversation open, like, you know, just bring it into every conversation so that more people learn and, Mm -hmm. you know, can, can, you know, tell more people. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So you did an episode, I think last week or a couple weeks ago about COP26. Um, But I feel like more stories are coming out now. Like this was supposed to be the most inclusive climate summit ever to happen. So have you heard about like the stories that um, like BIPOC are coming out with about COP26? And if so, like, what are your feelings about like the COP26 summit and like their inclusivity, like quote, quote? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So um, COP26 is a climate summit that's held every year. And So, like you said, it was supposed to be the most inclusive, which means, you know, a lot of more people of color were invited to it. But I did read um, Leah Thomas. She's the one of the founders of um, Intersectional Environmentalist, Mm -hmm. and she was invited to the summit. And she recently wrote a piece on her Instagram, or also it was um, published somewhere else, I forget. But anyway, she wrote about it and said that she felt like the people of color who were there were like a spectacle, you know, like they were just there to be a number. And um, I also read that a lot of indigenous groups who were there, you know, like no one really got a chance to speak and be heard by the people who, you know, who are making the policies and stuff like, you know, they were just there to be a number. And, um, you know, of course, I'm not happy about it. You know, it's good that more people of color were there. You know, that's progress. So, you know, I'm always hopeful that things will get better. But, you know, it is disappointing to hear that, you know, like it wasn't really you know, made a difference, I guess. So I don't know. Yeah, it's disappointing, but hopefully next year, you know, with each year that goes on, hopefully they learn from their mistakes and, you know, are able the, you know, the people who put on the summit are able to learn and um, include more voices and in a more impactful way. Mm -hmm. But you know, disappointed, but not surprised, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. And I feel like it at first they made it seem like it was very, very inclusive. And like, I remember when COP26 first started and like all of the headlines that I saw were like pictures of like indigenous peoples and people of color. And like, it was the video of like the Scottish woman, like washing the feet of like indigenous people that had stepped foot on there for the first time. And it was like this big thing, like, oh my gosh, you know? And then, so to hear that 
it was all like almost just tokenism and that nobody yeah. was actually given a platform is yeah. Again, it's not like surprising, but it's like, are you serious? Like yeah. I'm literally just dumbfounded. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Which again, it doesn't like surprise me, but it's like, come on guys. <laughs> like what the heck? Right. I know. I mean, I don't Yeah. Totally with you. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, like, like you said, hopefully next year it's better, but I feel like we've been saying that for years. So. Right. And then too, um, when, in that episode, I think I also mentioned that, you know, this was their 26th year and, you know, we've known about climate change for at least a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And you would think that after having 26 of these, that more progress would be made. But another thing that was really disappointing with COP26 was that the majority, the the delegate group that had the most representation were fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it's almost a joke kind of, you know, like it's just a laughable at this point. Like, yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> the, the universe is just pranking us. We're being, yeah. <laughs> I hate it. Same. It's crazy. When I heard that, I was like, no, right. <laughs> like what the heck? Yeah. <sighs> but I don't know. Hope I, I feel like I just keep saying like, hopefully next year. <laughs> I know. Cause it's almost like there's all you can do is be hopeful because yeah. like we live here. So mm-hmm. it's hard to live your life in like doom, you know, so it's better to be hopeful and, you know, try to do whatever you can. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, if there was like one thing that you could say to people who don't understand how intertwined, like people of color and the impacts of climate change are, what would you tell like those people that will listen to this episode and be like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, like, how would you, like, how do you think you can get through to people that this is a bigger deal, like, or like actually a big deal than certain people think? Well, I would say, um, okay. So I think a couple of weeks ago, I did another episode about how climate change will impact people of color first. And, I had one guest on Jasmine Sanders, who is, um, she's an environmentalist Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how she grew up in Louisiana and after Hurricane Katrina, she, that's really what opened her eyes to the effects of climate change Mm -hmm. and how it impacts communities of color Mm -hmm. because that area is, you know, like mainly black people mm-hmm. and the way that they've built it, you know, on like with the levees and all this, and it's just not the best place for, for people to live right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that, you know, when they built it, they probably knew that that was what was going, you know, that, it, yeah. that it wasn't built in the best way. And so, which is why, so many people of color live there because people of color tend to be placed in areas where other people don't want to live. So I would say just like, you just kind of have to look at things like take off the rose colored glasses and really look at things and take yourself, you know, you're, if, if you're having a hard time, um, you know, putting yourself into it or, or you're maybe just like 
feeling like it's not your fault or something. I don't know, but I would just say like, just look at it in a way where it's just the facts, you know, like just try to understand that, um, you know, that, that things are the way that they are. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's, you know, it's the facts. You just kind of have to look at it and just be like, okay, this is what it is. Yeah. But, um, I would say like, listen to that episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget what, 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 do you remember what episode it is? I'll link it in the show notes. Like I'll look for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's called communities of color will be mm-hmm. hit the hardest or something like that. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in, like, I'll find it and I'll put it in the show notes. So anybody that's listening that wants to hear more about it, go and listen to her episode on the sustainable Brown girl podcast. Cause yep. yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And I feel like you worded it perfectly. Like people just need to take off the rose colored glasses. Like I feel yeah. like everybody wants to be completely blind about what's happening and just, like systemic racism and the systematic racism that's within the U.S. And like so many people don't put two and two together because they're like, no, like, you know, so yeah, like you said, just looking at the facts is you literally cannot deny any of it. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for talking about all of this. I know that this is a really heavy topic for especially like people that are new to like intersectionalism and hearing about climate justice and all of that. But I really, really appreciate you coming on here with your perspective and yeah, sharing because everything that you like said was just perfect. Oh, thanks, Kayla. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much. Okay. So where can my listeners hear like your podcast and hear more from you? Yes. So the podcast is on all the major platforms, Sustainable Brown Girl, or you can follow us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl. And I post sometimes on the blog, SustainableBrownGirl.com. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I'll link like all of those in the show notes, including like the one episode. Um, So yeah, everybody definitely go give her a follow, listen to her podcast. I have listened to like so many episodes and everything is very like eye-opening, but great conversations to tune into. And so many of the guests that you have, I'm like, oh my gosh, like everybody is so amazing. And so are you. So thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for like sharing your message and amplifying like black voices and people of color because it's so important and it's so needed. Yes. Thanks, Kayla. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. Make sure to check out the episode description and in there I will have the episode that Ariel mentioned and I will also have the links to her website and her podcast in general. So please go give her a listen. Her podcast is absolutely amazing. And again, all of the guests that she has on and all of the conversations that she has with them are so important and so eye-opening and just amazing. So please go give all of her episodes a listen and go check her out. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast and until next time.